Good morning, everyone. This you are listening to KPOO San Francisco 89.5, and you may be streaming on the World Wide Web at kpoo.com. I want to thank you for sharing space with me this morning. This is Nube here, your host for Prison Focus Radio, every Thursday at 11. Um, I also want to give a shout out to um, everyone that is listening or can be heard or somehow will be able to hear this um, that is behind the walls and your families. Um, know that we are here for you. This is a program for your voices, for you to be in the lead, for um, uh, you to be able to present your ideas and your thoughts about what's happening because it is you who are on the front lines of what is really taking place inside of our prisons um, all over the country and, of course, uh, primarily here in California. So it's important that we take the narrative here, and that is what we do here on Prison Focus Radio every Thursday, which also really wants me to say um, thank you, big gratitude, big ups for KPOO for providing this hour um, devoted entirely to prison issues. I think it's going to be a great show today. We are going to listen to the last segment of my conversation with James Abdul Malik Yates. If you've been listening, then you will know that he um, had a mandatory life sentence that he was supposed to serve and uh, worked his butt off to make that change. And after 25 years, he is now home. We also have something new that's going to be happening. So California Prison Focus uh, has a new program going, which is fantastic, called uh, Prison Focus Mailbox. So we'll be hearing from California Prison Focus, which is where Prison Focus Radio uh, hails from. Um, um, every week we will be hearing um, a letter uh, read um, so that we can continue to hear the voices from the inside. So we will start doing that um, every week. Uh, which we are excited about to bring on to the program. All right, and just stay with us. We're coming in with Abdul Malik sharing some of his thoughts on this unjust criminal justice system. Here we go. To keep, you got to keep trying. You got to keep trying. You got to change. You got to change. Eventually, it is going to change. But man, it's based on my my little bit of understanding of how the system works and how it was designed originally and Oh, it's just, I just don't see it changing uh, the way that I think that it needs to be changed. The institution in the United States of America is is bent on injustice. It's not well, meant, in my opinion, it's, my, it's not meant, in my opinion, to act justly. Probably overhaul the whole system. I, there are a lot of people that are listening that are going to agree with you, including myself. You continue to fight. You are free. Um... Your friend, uh, Russell Poncho Wilson, is that his name? Yes. Unfortunately, passed away before he was able to be free again because of slow-moving wheels for, for justice or freedom. Did any other, are any of your other co-defendants that were, did, um, that were sentenced to multiple life, whew, multiple life sentences, did they get out under the, um, First Step Act? Three of us. They got out so far. Now there's a handful of us who's waiting now. Uh, they're waiting now to be let, to be let out. Okay. How many of you were uh, convicted, uh, you know, sentenced to these multiple life sentences in the end? How many? 
for the for those of us who for those of us who uh went to trial because a number of us didn't a couple people with uh the continuing criminal enterprise uh charge decided to uh um decided to um cooperate uh, but for, for those of us who went to trial and were found guilty um maybe it's let me see it's maybe about Ten that's waiting now. They're still incarcerated. That's, that's, that's waiting. That's waiting now on uh, rulings from the court to uh, or, or under the uh, under the uh, under the uh, first step act. Okay, and um, and three of you, you including two others, um, have right. made it, made it free. We made that we out. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm going to say welcome home to all of you. Can I ask for those that decided to, like you said, cooperate? Did that have an effect on your sentences? I, I, I want to say, I want to say, I mean, it's 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 not a long story, nor is it complex, but it may seem like I'm crazy when I say this. I say yes, and I say no. Okay. I say, I say, uh. Yes, because they they cooperated. They did what they did. Uh, but I say no because this is the way. It's just the way that the system the way that the system is designed. Whether they did what they did or not, the way that the system is designed, we were going to jail and we were going to receive life sentences. Whether they right. picked, whether they just took a person, just, just snatched a person out of the blue, who had who knew nothing about us or knew. Uh, uh, had no idea as to what he was supposed to do or say when he got on the stand. We were going to jail, and that's the way that I—that's the way that I perceive. That's the way that I see the system. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, and they would have done. And had they not decided to do what they were going to do, they would have been in for life as well, trying to fight for their freedom. In, in, in my opinion, in my okay. opinion, we, we, yeah. we were going. We were. We were going to jail. Right. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. That's intense. Um, how long have you? Uh, how long have you been able to breathe the quote free air? As of the twenty third, it's been three months now. Three months. Yes. Oh, so this is okay. I, I, so this is very raw. Yeah, it's been three months. I've been out three months. Okay. How are you doing? Magnificent. Magnif magnificent. Uh. Like I say that you know I, I, I attribute that to most certainly a huge huge part of that to my overall upbringing, my family, my my, my mother, my grandmother, um, and another huge part of that is to the religion, the religion of Islam, the, the things that I've learned in regards to uh, the world, things I've learned about people from 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 what the religion what the religion of Islam teaches you. Uh so I'm and a lot and I know a lot of people hear me say this. I mean, you know, uh and be like, man, okay, uh, but well so what makes it so remarkable? Man, it's just you know you know, it's 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 magnificent, you know, uh where I the state I'm in now, you know, being freed uh you know, uh, uh, it's not a lot of Money coming in, 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 in at this point, you know. I have a lot of things that I got 
that I've that I've initiated with regards to future uh uh you know, as far as my future is concerned. Uh but no, it's 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 huge, man. It's huge. It's, I don't even think you can really put it into words. Like now I'm sitting here doing an interview with you, sitting on the porch. You know, it's a nice day outside, it's sunny, the breeze coming coming through. After twenty five years of being caged, you know, and I'm sitting here, you know, got a nice big drink with ice in it sit on the side of me and it's it's remarkable. Like you can't there's no words. There's no words to really explain it. Uh it still saddens me that so many individuals are still incarcerated. Uh and it really, really saddens me even more that there are many individuals who are incarcerated who are completely and utterly obli- oblivious to, you know, the system. And they're just sitting and just sitting and just sitting as if they're just waiting on uh, their day to come where they no longer live. I mean, with life sentences, they don't, they, you know, they're not, they're not fighting. They don't have any fight in them. They don't have any really interest to, to learn how to fight. They're just sitting and just sitting and just sitting. And that's sad thing. That's, that's, a, that's a heck of a thing for me, you know, that's a heck of a thing. But, but as far as my own individual self, I think that it is, it's lovely, it's, it's, you know. Uh, I've been through a lot, but, hey, I look at life a certain way, and it say, hey, man, that it, it, comes, it comes to the territory. Some great individuals, uh, unfortunately, had went to prison throughout history. Uh, so I look at myself and say, who are you? Why shouldn't you have experienced such hardships and difficulties? You know, so I don't sit and boo-hoo-hoo about what had happened. I'm not fond of it. I ain't cool with it under no circumstances, you know. And I'm still fighting, although I'm 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 home. I'm I'm still fighting because something got to change, you know. I'm not saying that we're going to be able to overhaul the system overnight, but something got to give. But no, I'm in a, I'm in a good state. I'm in a good state. If that answers your question. I really feel the 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 challenge of trying to put that into words, listening to it, um, it's difficult for me to navigate my own emotions around it. Um, and it's the, the, the ones that are left behind, that sadness that you feel. Um, that one is the difficult one as well because, you know, we don't want to disparage those that don't, can't find that fight. That's also why I'm an abolitionist. I, Prison is toxic. I don't think it's the place for healing. I, I want to make sure, though, that we do talk about that place that you are where you're feeling magnificent and some of the stuff you, that you're doing. Do you want to do you want to share some of the things that, that you are doing now? So maybe some of them anyway uh, as it relates to uh, prison reform. Uh, um, I've initiated... Uh, this organization uh, is not all the way put together yet. I've uh, started putting it together, started uh, accumulating, assembling the team that I think that I'm gonna have to, that I'm gonna need to help me really push it forward. In fact, it's 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 it's, it's called Life, and that's an acronym for liberating our investing and our financial uh, effectiveness. Uh, and this is for the organization is 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 for for individuals who are now incarcerated and individuals who are getting out, you know, is helping 
setting up an organization to be begin to re-educate, first and foremost, for those individuals giving out. Those individuals giving out is an organization is geared towards helping to educate, re-educate uh, uh, people giving out with regards to the financial system, the system financially, you know, mm-hmm. helping you to, 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 to be, be educated so they can move around a bit more, a bit better, with a, with a, a better understanding of the, uh, the, the, econo- the economics in the United States of America. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why a lot of us went to the feds in the first place right. or enabled them, enabled them to snatch us up in the first place because we fell for a lot of those traps. What, 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 we fell for those traps because we didn't know we didn't know the, 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 the we didn't know economics in the in the United States of America. We didn't know that there's a, a gazillion ways to make a gazillion dollars legally and we we weren't we, we weren't privy to that information. And so we, we, we took the easier we took the easier paths because this is a capitalistic society and we, we tried to get our, our portion. You know, a lot of us try to get our portion but we try to get our portion and we fell for those traps. Because we nobody really never sat sat down and gave us the money game. They probably told us you told told us how to Accumulate a dollar here and there, but they didn't really teach us how to take that dollar and make that dollar work for us. And so the organization that I've, that, that, that I've created or just in the initial stages of being uh, created uh, is geared around educating people getting out. Okay, now this is where you went wrong, bruh. This is one of the, one of the ways, this is one of, the, one of the areas where you went wrong. They got these traps set up because they want you back in prison, you know, and because you didn't know, you didn't have the proper information, so that you can steer clear away from those traps and do it, you know, uh, in, a, in a way that that, that that more is more geared towards you avoiding that. Not saying that you're gonna avoid it 100 percent because the system is, is geared to get you. Even if you're doing it 100 percent the right way, you can still be got, you know. Uh, but this particular organization is to help educate educate uh, guys that are getting out. It's also help to educate the people that people, well, guys and females. Guys and women that are incarcerated with regards to the economy in, in, here in the United States, which is now the world economy, anyway. But that's that that particular organization. Fantastic! Oh, that that's that's great. Okay, so people, let's let's definitely look for that, um, you know, and see, um, you know, you can reach out. We got to promote it so that uh, people can invest in it for sure. What um and can I ask are are both your your mother and your grandmother still alive by chance? No, nah, man, unfortunately both my mother. My mother passed six years ago, my grandmother passed maybe ten years ago. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, thank you. Were you able to um you know, stay in in contact and, and good contact with your with your mom and your grandmother while you were inside and yeah I spoke to them all I spoke to them almost every almost every day but oh. even if I just call even even if I just call for for five minutes and I put a dollar on the phone just just to say hey what's going on everything is good with me everything good with y'all love you I right, talk to you later even if it's just for not even a five minute conversation I try to call them every day fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Oh, I'm so happy you you had that. And um, you're you're okay. You are you are in Chicago, is that right? Yeah. And you're with your 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 children. Do you have children or one child or? Yes, I have three. I have three children. I have uh, I have a, my daughter's the oldest, and I have two sons that's 
my 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 they're by, they're by different uh, sisters. Um, they're around the same age though, but they all grown. They got kids now. My 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 daughter has two daughters. In fact, that the, the article in the Chicago Sun Times of me is with two of my uh, two of my granddaughters. My daughters' daughters. My son has a, my oldest son has a has a daughter, and my youngest son has a has a son. Aww. But yes. Uh, but they all they all out on their own. They all got their own lives. You know, they're not <laughs> they don't they're, they're not kids anymore. Although I, I you know I, I kind of still got that picture of them as being kids and in in the back of my head. But and all the time I might find myself talking to them or thinking about them like they they, they still kids. But no, they 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 grow and they 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 got their lives and they they for the most part they they pretty successful. Uh, and what I mean by that is they haven't been gobbled up by a lot of the um a lot of the things that's going on in 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 the in in, in urban in urban America. Okay, well wonderful. Uh, we want them to stay successful and safe for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I would love for people to um to read this article um it's in the it's in the Sh- Chicago Sun Times can you give us the year or just a way for people to find it maybe the name of the article it it would be under James Jakes okay uh I mean if a person want to want to go online or you got to do is put in the Chicago Sun Times put James Jakes there it's going to pop up exactly perfect okay cuz i would love to to you know people that are listening you know definitely check that out i know i will for sure yes yeah. You are a grandfather, you are a father, you are a son, you are many things, um, and most importantly, you are free. We're so glad to have you home. I mean, welcome home. I'm glad you're able to be able to sit on your, your porch and have this conversation with me. Um, it's been quite an extraordinary journey. Is there any, you know, last words, statements, thoughts that you'd like to share? Sure. I mean, um you know, we, we all we all have our individual journey and uh we also we also have a collective we also have a collective journey. There's a collective journey in my opinion that is far that is far that is far greater. That that journey is uh it's, 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 that collective journey is, it's, 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 in my opinion, is, 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 is more important than any, in any other journey. We, because if, without that collective, that collective journey being attended to, it makes the individual journey so much more, uh, complex and so much more hard. When, when we all come together as a collective and, and, and tackle these issues that we be having, we can address and we address those issues, and we're successful in addressing those issues. The individual, the individual and his issues are much, much more easier. They're much, much more easier. I experienced that. I experienced that in prison. I think that I think that I would probably have been home years ago had that had 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 we been a collective body, as opposed to it just being up to a mannequin in his own little corners. Striving, trying to trying to get out of prison, you know what I'm saying, on his own individual for his own individual self. 
if we collectively unite and, and, and move forward on, on, on these issues, it makes an individual, you know what I'm saying, trying to get out of prison, it makes his, 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 his efforts much more easier. You got a lot of individuals, you know what I'm saying, that just stuck in being, just stuck in prison because there's so much individualism, selfishness. The collective, the collective body is not together. We're not, we're not together. Uh, you, 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 got, you got groups like, like the organization that you're a part of, that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a part of. Hey, man, we need, we, we, that, we need to stay together, and we need those other groups to come, with, come on board and those other groups to come on board and those other groups to come on board. You know, and it makes the individual, it's, his, his, his journey is so much more easier. I would have been home a long time ago had we been unified, but we, we, we're not, especially in prison, we're not unified. We we not we not we not we don't we not unified and that, that collective that collective journey I think is more important than the individual journey. It's the point. Uh, we got to we got to uh, we got to we got to come together. We got to come together. I agree. And one last thing I would like to ask your opinion about or how you see um, what's happening on the streets. Say again. I, I wanted to ask your opinion on, on what you see happening on the streets with the, you know, the Black Lives Matter uh, protests, the, you know, the the the, the collective uh, coming together around Black Lives Matter and the many issues that are uh, are being uncovered on the streets. I think that uh, I think that it's great. But like I said, I don't like to sound like a pessimist. It's gonna take much more, though. I mean, and, they, and, and, and I see some things. I see some things that I, I talked about years ago happening and being paid attention to, changing. Uh, but it's gonna take more. We look at how many, how many, how many people in, how many people in the United States of America? What's the population? Over, it's almost 300 million, is that right? It's over 300 million now, isn't it? It might be, yeah, it might be over 300 million. Well, let's, 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 say, let's say right at 300 million, give or take. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. How many people nationwide are doing the protest? Right. Every, every single one of us is being affected. I don't care how, 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 what floor your high-rise is on, downtown Chicago, I don't care. You've been affected some kind of way. I don't care how how much is in your bank account. You're gonna be affected eventually, unless you're one of those individuals. You know what I'm saying? Who got a, a, a hundred billion dollars in the bank, and, and then you still you're not exempt because if somebody want to get you, they can get you. They can get you too. Uh, right. uh, and there's know, some uh, part of you that you may not be recognizing that's being affected. Like maybe your soul, maybe your sense of humanity. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Somewhere down the line. Somewhere down the line, you can ask, you can ask a lot of these mega rich individuals. You know what I'm saying? Who's now you know what I'm saying facing different types of criminal charges for sexual harassment or whatever the case may be, tax evade, whatever it is. Eventually, some, it's going to touch you too, you know. But it's it's it's, it's close to 300 million Americans, you know. And and now now there's a nice amount of citizens marching and protesting in the streets in the different in the different states. But no, it, it needs to be more. It, it, it's a lot. It, it's three hundred. It's almost three hundred million Americans. Now they, okay. need to, they need to get off the. They need to get. They need to get off the fence. They need to get off the fence, including including those individuals who are wearing those uniforms. Because right now, 
They think everything is hunky-dory, you know. But and I've, I've got a lot of associates who used to be police officers. And they sit in the same arena that I'm now sitting in. And they, and they point out the different injustices. Okay, I was like, okay, you didn't see that years ago, but now you see it. You know, so including those individuals who got those, who got, got the badge and they got you know, their camera tested and their garments and they out patrolling and doing whatever, doing whatever they're they doing. But understand, they, they, you're not exempt. There's no exceptions. So you need to get off the fence and you need to come on and let, and, and let go ahead and do the change. Go ahead and make these changes, you know. Uh, I might have been rambling again. Did I get off your point? No, that's beautiful. I no, I love it. So we're talking to you, Abdul Malik, and I want to we want to hear what you have to say. So no, that's beautiful. There is more to do. I appreciate that, and I think it's a um yeah. Just so thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Okay. Um, if you would like people to get in touch with you, would you like to uh, let people know that before we say goodbye? Absolutely. And if I can mention my book, at least the first one. Oh, of course. Yes, I've I've, I've written a number of books, but two of them I'm trying to rush and get get published. Uh, the first one should be published by the end of next month, and the title of the first one. Well, it's actually two. When I got done writing the first book, I realized it was too long, so I had to make it into two volumes. So volume one of the first book, which is titled, I Ain't Perfect, A Glimpse of Inner City Psyche. I think, I think it is it's more categorized like a psychology slash sociology book. It goes into the inner city, particularly inner city African Americans. We will look for that book um, coming out for sure. All right. All right, folks. Um, Abdul Malik, I really want to thank you again for joining me this morning. Um, it's really been a pleasure to speak with you. And um, I feel like we could, you know, continue to do this again. Um, but for now, um, we will say goodbye until then. And I appreciate, I appreciate you. I, I mean, real, I mean, this real talk, I, I really, I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity to uh, speak with you. Uh, man, it was a, it's, it's, it was a an, an, an honor, you know, to, you know, to be because I'm getting a better understanding, you know, a better picture of you, and I'm looking the picture that I see is I see is I see a soldier, and uh, and and that right there sends chills, you know, and, and then my then my then my, 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 my partner and comrade, you know, uh, Malik A man, uh, uh, you know, uh, he, I, he's a soldier. The man is a the man is a, is a is a soldier, and now you know uh, I'm 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 looking at you, and I see, man, hey, I see, hey, man, a, a soldier. So I appreciate you, I appreciate the work that y'all doing, the work that y'all are going to do, you know, and I appreciate the fact that you you allowed me to come on and and do this and do the, and do this interview with you, and I look forward to uh, to working with you both uh, in the very 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 near near future. Uh, and like I say, I, I appreciate you, and keep up the good, keep up the good, the good fight. Oh, thank you, Abdul Malik, and um, so much appreciation for you too. Really, you're extraordinary. Thank you. And thank you. All right, we'll talk again. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Have a blessed day. Bye bye. You too. We are going to take a quick musical break, but before I do, 
Um, I'm sure some of you are wondering um, how to get in touch with Abdul Malik. Well, at this time, he would like to be uh, remain um, a bit incognito until um, he gets um, his his book published. And so we will just stay in touch with him. And when he is ready to present himself to the world with all of his great work, then we will make sure to get that all to you. And I want to thank all of you. I hope you were able to hear um, the entirety of that conversation over these three segments. All right, we are going to go ahead and get started. Um, Again, we are going to take a quick musical break with Majid Jordan and his song, Phases. Phases, I stay going through different phases. But life's changing, and I gotta face it. My heart's taking me to different places. I came to this country, didn't know a damn thing. 18 years old, and in need of planning. Thought I was ready, I wasn't ready. Guess it's me and myself again Time to go make some friends Find me somebody to keep me safe All of these people and all of their names All of this love and all this disdain All of these seasons and all of this change Dreaming of my paradise I keep going through different phases I stay going through different
right, and now we are going to hear from one of our beloved community members, Jose Villarreal, our warrior teacher, mentoring healing friend has been recaptured by the system. And unfortunately, because this system lies and twists the truth, we are unable to talk about the details of his recapturing. Suffice it to say, please, if you can, write emails or send letters to the Santa Clara District Attorney, Jeff Rosen, and ask him to please release our friend um, so that he can get back to the beautiful work that he does in this community. Uh, We are going to hear an excerpt, as I said, from Joey. Um, He's so inspirational, and I encourage you to uh, listen to the whole piece. Um, I will have that up on the website. Um, But here we go uh, with Jose Villarreal, defender of Atzlan. Okay, so Jose... So here we are now, and the hunger strikes are 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 starting, or they're 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 in their beginning stages. So talk to us. You were there. Talk to us about what was happening in real time. Yeah, um, and thank you um, for continuing this conversation. And you know, I remember um, once the hunger strikes uh, began. I remember. Um, First, that the the guards became very, um, they became um, very angry and they became very hostile toward everybody. Um, And I think, uh, you know, and they particularly, you know, I just happened to have a couple of neighbors um, in the pod with me that were next door, um, next door to myself. There were two white prisoners. And um, to be specific, um, you know, these were two uh, neo-Nazi, uh, you know, skinheads, and <clears throat> but they were housed there in the shoe as well. And I remember the guards um, giving them a little bit um, extra attention as well um, as far as the hostility because I think the guards seen them kind of like as... Um, going, you know, going against them, of course, but um, I think the guards in in many ways see uh, the state as, you know, um, white supremacy itself, so that was very interesting for me to see guards kind of like stopping by their door, and, and, you know, I even remember hearing the guards telling them, um, you know, what the hell are you guys doing this for, you know? And I was like, wow, like, what the, like, what does that mean? Like, oh, my God, you know, this is crazy. So, you know, they, they, you know, but they, they became hostile toward everybody. And, um, and and they would uh, constantly come in and, um, you know, um, say things, you know, um, they would say things like, you know, um, you know they're not going to change nothing um i remember guards saying uh you know nobody cares what you guys are doing like nobody cares like why are you guys doing this um you know they um told you know other people um you know tell your family to um pick out your coffin 
you know, because, and they would say these things very seriously. So um, this was like a psychological um, a, a means to inflict uh, psychological blows to people. Uh, because once you go on hunger strike, um, you know, your, your, your body, your mind enters a different, um, you know, anybody who's fasted knows they fast for one day and then they feel very like, you know, a lot of people feel spiritual or they feel, you know, in, you know, certain ways. So once you start fasting for, um, you know, the first few days, you start to really, um, you know, you start to think about death. You know, you, you think about death, you think about life and you think about death, like your mind um, begins to um, think very deeply about every aspect of your life. So and, and for somebody um, and the state knows this. So, um, you know, I'm sure they had meetings leading up to the hunger strike um, uh, and, and with doctors. And I'm sure that they, uh, you know, told them things that, that they should do or say or to discourage us and stuff like that. So that's one of the things they would say is nobody cares, like nobody, absolutely, you guys are doing this for nothing. Um, yeah. Okay, let's prove them wrong. We do care. Now we're going to hear from Ifoma. He is the uh, survivor of decades of the torture of solitary confinement. He is still caged. He will be talking to us about the most recent outbreak at Folsom State Prison. And we'll be hearing more from him over the... Hey, oh, oh, so my, uh, my name is Ifoma. I'm from Really matter, and regardless of 
all your shortcomings, your, all your flaws, all your terrible choices that you made in life. You all, we all still human beings in which we should be treated with a sense of dignity and respect. Because I always kind of think this here, that hey, if people really open their eyes, as a, as a society, we say that we are compassionate and caring society. But when it comes to prisoners, that's not true. Because they use different lenses by which they see us. They make monsters out of us. And then justify the creation of laws to keep you in prison. To keep you sub subjected to some different laws. That where our lives don't matter. But it do matter. Because we part, we, like I said earlier, we laugh, cry, love, and experience every other emotion just like people outside these walls. They gave me the virus. They gave all these other people the virus. And they did it because, hey, I think they did it because uh, our lives don't matter. So, hey, uh, I, believe, I, I believe people should really investigate uh, how, how the matter of one day you get this, this re, uh, chain reaction or this explosion of uh, sick people in the air. You know, it, it's not enough that you... You feel good, but they subjected our lives to this danger. And y'all should be, I always think outside, sometimes if stuff could happen to us inside, it possibly could happen to you outside these walls. Because negligence, medical negligence, and people not following uh, the protocols and learning the lessons, learning the different lessons that they learned, should have learned from San Quentin. That would have prevented people from uh, getting this virus. You wake up perfectly well one day. You you've been taking these uh, tests every 15, 16 times a week, to, and all of a sudden they tell you you're going to Penn City. You tested positive for the virus, and like you feel numb. Like what? How, how, this call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. How did this happen? How did this happen? And then when you tell the people that, who got you, and you hear them crying, mm -hmm. and you tell them, no, don't, don't do no crying. I'm not dead. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fighter. And that's what I need people to do, fight with us. Because all lives matter in here. And we, you know, we don't need, we don't need the tears. We need people just there to support us in our fight for us to make us relevant, to make our voice relevant inside these dungeons. Because although prison is nothing really like it used to be because people don't have no connection to the past. But maybe this is really a wake-up call for even prisoners inside these walls to put aside their differences and understand today's reality that what that exists that hey, there's still a struggle a still a struggle for the creation of a new humanity there's still a still a struggle that we create a different lenses by which we see each other a still a struggle 
you create a society free of racism, of sexism, of patriarchal, of homophobia. It's still a struggle. We can't just go home and forget that there is a struggle when the lights turn off, that you turn off. We need people to become involved. In terms of how can we create a new society, a new humanity, a new ethic by which we see each other as men and women, as friends, as as we embrace culturalism. You know, we tend to we tend to only blame in this in this election in this election uh, era right now what's going on. But we always given two choices, two terrible choices. We need people on the local level just to get involved. Because the federal government really don't have nothing to do with us down in the, in the state. We need to talk to, uh, focus on the state in order to get changes. This is supposed to be a democratic state run by all three different, uh, branches of government, have control over it. But why is it in, in this state that's supposed to be liberal? That you you get the, the the most draconian laws in this country. That you get life for three still in the pizza. How is that? How why we don't question people? We talk about people's progressives. They left. They left us and all this. But when it comes down to basic core issues of this state, they tend to vote and like Republicans. Well, I don't even say like conservatives. Lock them up. They deserve what they get. But we human beings, and we cry too. And you just can imagine the fear people have of being tested. I'm 65 years old, so, and I done seen in my life in prison, seen all the horrors of death and, and, and just repression. So this is an unseen enemy. And so I know that I don't have that much to live, uh, cause I'm 60, how much time, I don't got that much time left, but in, uh, in life. But I want to live long enough to get out these walls, get out, get outside these walls and give back to be a difference maker. Well, can I, I ask you something? Food. Yep, you can. I mean, you've been in, what did you say, 46 years or 42? Okay, 46 and 40 okay. in the shoe. Okay, so 40 in solitary, the torture of solitary confinement. You are still in prison, even though you're in out of prison. the shoe. And that's that's a kind of death. That's a civil death. Hey, hey, you, so you've been subjected a, to death for, for years and decades. Is that right? I mean, now, that's, that's totally right. And the difficulty of my experience of coming out the shoe and seeing the mess that goes on today, it's like people don't have no appreciation of the past. They don't have no sense of importance. They all act, majority of people's addicts. Hey, the majority of people are the vultures. They lie. They cheat. They don't have no sense of character. No respect for each other. No respect for themselves. They untrustworthy. They liars. All negative adjectives can be, be described to the majority of prisoners today. I'm a, hey, it's this sister named McKinney. She calls me a social butterfly. And so that means, in the sense that I, I talk to people. 
and, and they give me a sense of belonging and listening to my history, right? And with me trying to save, save their life. Because although this is, hey, this is still prison where anything could happen. Mm-hmm. And so my things getting out the shoe was really no more riots over petty BS. You know, no more of that. Mm-hmm. And so here, when they, they sent me this, uh, on the override, uh, to Susanville. And I went really from, from the, from Pelican Bay, 24 years in there, all in the, in the forest. All this call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. To the mountains of Susanville. They transferred me six months later to Folsom. And it's been a difficult journey. It's like that commercial that says, don't talk about it. You got to be about it. So mm-hmm. in my walk, in my walk, it's hard to be a mentor here in Folsom because people don't listen and they don't have no sense of accountability for their actions here. Excuse me, Ifoma, I can see, I can see it coming. We, you're going to have like one more minute. So what is the last thing that you want to tell the people before first, they cut I us off? Tell, I, I want to, first of all, thank the people, especially you for letting me be, uh, for giving, giving my story a voice where people can hear what goes. You have 60 seconds remaining. That's what I appreciate of you and your listeners. Okay. And this brother here, after all these years, he still can't stop, won't stop. He still have a strong, resilient, and a free spirit that they can okay. never take from him. And it's always going to be with me, can't stop and remember all the people who paid the life, who paid the, paid the roles for me. That's what I want. And I need their support. You know? Okay. Well, thank you to Ifoma. I'm very concerned that you have tested positive. So um, let's just try to stay in touch, okay, so that you can keep oh. us up to date about what's happening and we'll make sure that the people here. Okay, and I, I really appreciate you. And like mm-hmm. I said, it's always can't stop, won't stop. And for all those who did, I'm, I'm, all those who came before me, we mm-hmm. always remember because they made it possible for me. And now, Prison Focus Mailbox. And those of us who identify as prison abolitionists, as opposed to prison reformers, uh, make the point uh, that oftentimes reforms. Uh, Uh, create situations where um, mass incarceration becomes even more entrenched. Listening to Prison Focus Mailbox. Hear the unvarnished truth from the ostracized, politically despised, 
and those tortured and left for dead. California Institute of Women, July 27, 2020. It's crazy how disorganized this place is when it comes to quarantining. You asked about the mask making? Yes, that was done at PIA, Prison Industry Authority, sewing fabric. Inmates work six days a week, 10 hour days, making thousands of face masks. Those inmates were exposed to COVID and a large number of them did get sick. Now HFM, Healthcare Facility Maintenance, continues to expose inmates daily then send them back into the population, only doing testing when made to. I am enclosing the most recent concern. It is very hard to deal with mentally. I just spent 21 days on quarantine due to an error on cells to be locked down. Now, since my cellmate works, healthcare facility maintenance, HFM, I am told I will do another 14 days in isolation. The nurses who come to our cells for temperature checks are not allowed to tell us anything, even when we ask. Our housing staff or anyone we ask will not tell us why or how long. We are made to figure it out on our own. They placed about 30 inmates in my unit on quarantine, but won't say why. I filed a medical 602 and numerous requests last time I was placed on the erroneous quarantine. I never got any response to anything. All COVID issues are secretive at CIW. I know that two people tested positive in my unit in the past few weeks. One was a warehouse worker whose boss got her sick, then her cellmate. Both were moved to isolation. Our unit porters got sick from an officer on evening shift. They were moved to isolation and are back. We had one HFM worker in here test positive. She went to isolation and got out. As of right now, there are no positives in our unit because they were all moved to isolation. But as of yesterday, 30 are in quarantine just in my unit. There are also three units totally quarantined. The only reason I do feel safe is that I follow the guidelines, as do the officers in my unit. It is medical that makes me feel not safe. Medical is inconsistent and secretive. We should know if inmates around us have tested positive, not just lock us in. It's very depressing to be locked in our cells for weeks on end and not know exactly why. No one will talk to the quarantined inmates. Even mental health avoids those units. I have an important question. Do you know of any current plans or protocols in the new granting and denying of commutation petitions? I have never gotten any response since my interview in January 218. I've worked so hard the last 17 years. Thank you for your time and assistance. Sincerely, Rose. He's falling out of a black and white Camaro For target practice, he stopped traffic Mr. Yana caught in the street It's 223 automatic It's always 
days for Trayvon Hoods, Tamar Rice, Stephon Clark, Oscar Grant, Mike Brown, Eric Garner. We got black abolitionists on Eric Garner. Delete, yeah, yeah. California Prison Focus is a small community-based organization that works with and on behalf of California prisoners before, during, and after COVID-19. We have vowed to investigate and expose human rights abuses within California prisons through prison visits and correspondence and widespread dissemination of our quarterly prison reports. Under the guise of the Prison Human Rights Movement Blueprint, we are asking both the inside and outside artifice to get involved with the agreement to come home, which you can learn more about on our website, prisons.org. Our primary resources rely entirely upon donations and subscriptions of our prison-focused newspaper, which is published every three to four months. This includes our new zine, Uncaged Slave, 24 hours ago. We welcome you to get involved with our various platforms. Why? Because together, as one voice, we say liberate our caged brothers and sisters. Freeing one is freeing community to end all hostilities. Prison Focus, a training school enriched by a collective curriculum. So remember, in these times, when the times are hard, we depend on the community. Go to prisons.org and donate now, today. Thank you. All right. Also, while you're there on the California Prison Focus website at prisons.org, please visit our calendar page. I invite you to the next Liberate the Caged Voices Roundtable Dialogues coming this um, Sunday, August 30th at 11 a.m. This will be a Zoom, virtual Zoom meeting. We'll be hearing from some people that have just recently returned. and We'll be in dialogue. Have a beautiful week. We will see you next time. Love and solidarity. Mm-hmm.